Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, just the best in the business. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. We're at Colts camp. We just talked to Coach Frank Reich. Heard from him an update about Carson Wentz. That's good news. We'll share that in a moment. And then there's some bad news on the back end of it about another offensive lineman going down. Uh, just a quick update today. Um, first on Carson, uh, very successful surgery. Talking to the docs, it was best case best case scenario. What's that mean? It means you, you go in, you remove the bone that was in there to remove. You look around, and there's nothing else going on. So that was good news. And now it's uh, it's all about the rehab process. So talk to Carson uh, last night, actually, and this morning. Uh, he's in great spirits. He's already working. We already had a. 20-minute meeting on the phone. He's asking me questions about you know stuff in the offense, and we're working through stuff. So, good news there. Uh, the second update, you know, I let you know that Quentin left uh, her practice early yesterday with a foot injury. Uh, in an odd twist of events, he's got the same, virtually the same injury as Carson. So it's not exactly the same, but it's essentially the same. Went through the same process, MRIs, consult with the docs. He's having the same procedure done today at four o'clock. I'm glad that done here in Indy with Dr. Porter, just like Carson did. And uh, it'll be the same time frame. We're obviously very optimistic, just like we are with Carson. Um, Q's was not an old injury. Q's was a developmental anomaly, something that he was kind of born with, something that you just, it's always there. You never know, you know, and then all of a sudden, here it is. Um, so they got there different ways, but essentially the same thing. You can't make that up, right? This is a great opportunity, right, for our guys to, for us to build depth on our team. Uh, we talk about it all the time. You know, it's just the course of a season, so uh, we got a good chance to evaluate all those guys who can step in, um, and there's a handful of them, so that's that's what we're in the process of doing. And we'll be hopeful that Q will be back for week one. We don't know, but that's what our hope is. You get it fixed, and, you know, maybe you're not 100%. Uh, you're not really putting yourself in danger very much by coming back and playing with a little bit of pain is everything I've been told. 
We also had a chance to catch up with Colts D-line coach Brian Baker. He had some things to say about the development of the rookies, notably Quiddy Pay, and then the development and the reemergence of Kamoko Ture as a force on the D-line. Then we talk a little bit of leadership and talk about DeForest Buckner. Probably the most pleasant surprise uh, now that we're actually going 11-11 with real tempo and, and all that stuff, you know, obviously none of that stuff we did in OTAs, uh, is his ability to understand what's happening in front of him. And when we make corrections, uh, his ability to apply it. You know, I mean, you can you can tell sometimes looking at a kid's face whether or not he's really, you know, whether or not he's sinking in. And for him, it's it's you know, he's visualizing it as I'm saying it. And you can tell that by the conversation. So, um, you know, as far as rookies I've had in, in the past, uh, and I've had some good ones, but he he understands the game and can can do those things as well or better than the other ones. Kamoko looks really good, at least from our perspective out here. What do you think about Terrell? Yeah, he's the he's. I mean, it's really the whole. You know, give the redundancy, but really kind of the same thing. You know, uh, Terrell came out with you know wanting to do a certain thing. And uh, said, okay, we're just going to stay on that and and hone that, and it's been good. So we haven't had to start over, you know, with him. It's just, okay, let's try to apply, you know, a couple things to it. And he's able to play right and left, which he never did with any efficiency before. Uh, but right now he looks the same coming off of both sides. I think the kid did a tremendous amount of work uh, on the offseason and himself. And the other thing I'm, I'm pleased with, you know, it's, it's right now he's understanding run blocks. He's setting the edge the way our guys set the edge, and, and he's taking pride in it. You know, before it was just something to do to, so he could play. You know, now I think he, he's embracing the personality of the front, and that's that, you know, we want to earn the right to rush the pass by defending the run. So the guys the guys you've got now and the way they look now, you feel like these guys minus Houston, minus Autry, these guys are ready to go to war and play regular season I games think we're getting and ready. get pressure? I think we're getting ready to, get to, to go to war. You know what I mean, and when it's a run, we're ready. To, we're getting ready to defend the run with uh, the same efficiency, or if not better, than we did last year. Uh, and when they throw the ball, we're we're preparing to pressure the quarterback as well, or better than we did last year. We're preparing for that. Are we ready to play right now today? No, but we don't have to be right now today. If this is a dopey question, you don't have to answer it. I think it's probably a dopey question. Not having Anthony Walker and having Bobby Okariki behind, does that change the way the tackles have to do their job? No, because Bobby understands the defense. He's very demonstrative in his calls. I uh, really appreciate that young man, to be honest with you. That's a great question. Far from dopey. Uh, I think the front respects the way he calls the defense. Uh, they trust him because he's really smart and he's he's really conscientious uh, about understanding what's going on up front and how we have to play. Uh, so yeah, and, and and you know, not to talk about guys who aren't here, but Walk was the same way. So from that standpoint, you know, there's no change. Is Buckner kind of the leader both Absolutely. on the field and off? Absolutely. What kind of a leader is he? Uh, as needed. I would say probably the best way to describe Buck. Um, he, he, you know. When he, when he sees it, he'll address it. Uh, when he feels they're needed, he'll give it to them. Um, you know, he's you know he's, he's, he's a leader by first being one of the guys. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's a superior player in this league, not, less his, not just on his team. Uh, but you would never know that by the way he uh, interacts with the players, coaches, teammates. Uh, there's no none of that. And, uh, and I think they respect that, and plus, you know, the thing that he gives us that I think a leader has to do first is 
is by example. You know, show me what you want me to do. You ain't got to tell me. Show me what you want me to do. And he shows them how, he, how the D-line should play. That's Colts D-line coach Brian Baker, one of the really, really good guys on the staff. Always enjoy talking to Coach Baker. The workout today, I got to say, it was not uh, Jacob Eason's uh, bright, shiny moment. He, he made some good throws. Uh, the workout did not start well. A couple of fumbled snaps, uh, an interception by Grover Stewart that actually wouldn't have been an interception had the D-line been allowed to hit Eason. They would have sacked him first. It, today didn't go well, terribly well for uh, Jacob Eason, and we'll see how things move forward. Sam Ellinger looked uh, a little bit better, but still you get the feeling that the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, unless the switch flips and all of a sudden he throws lights out, is not going to be a guy who's currently on the roster, but we'll see. I, there are, what, six weeks, almost six weeks until the opener. We got 40 days until the opener. Maybe somehow, some way, Jacob Eason figures it out. It's hard to hold Jacob Eason fully responsible for what's going on because no Ryan Kelly, as we said, Quentin Nelson down for five to 12 weeks, Eric Fisher, he's out. So the left side of the offensive line is in tatters. You, you got guys on the left side of the line who would have had otherwise a difficult ch shot making the roster if those guys were healthy. So that's kind of what the offensive line is. Jacob Eason not able to stand in the pocket comfortably, deliver the football, but I'm not sure that's really the problem with Jacob Eason. Not to heap a whole pile of poop on Jacob Eason, but you know what? Some of it he's responsible for, and, and he bears responsibility for it. Uh, I got to tell you, Michael Strawn still looks good. Uh, Zach Paschal looks terrific. Jonathan Taylor looks dynamic, and he's going to have to be. Between Taylor and Mack, you get the feeling that at least at the beginning of the season, that's where the offensive movement is going to come from. Because throwing the football is going to be a crapshoot, especially behind what is currently kind of a tattered offensive line and led by a guy who's played one full season of football, taken meaningful snaps in one full season out of the last four. So that's kind of where you are with the Colts. Uh, no need to panic yet, and I'm not panicking. We got till September 12th until stuff counts. We'll see if they can't get things uh, settled. Frank Reich still, as you saw, smiling in his availability with the media. Also smiling is Kevin Pritchard because he was able to sign uh, TJ McConnell yesterday as free agency opened, or they're going to sign him. They've negotiated de a deal, and that deal is done. McConnell coming back, and that's great news for the Pacers because what he did is kind of establish a tempo for the offense. Rick Carlisle appreciates that, and he also is very, very opportunistic on the defensive end, averaging 1.9 steals per game. So uh, McConnell coming back, important. Doug McDermott, he's off, and you knew he was going to be. And, and what I was talking about before, opportunities. You've got opportunities out here, right, at Colts camp. you got guys who are going to be able to show themselves as either worthy of a big paycheck and a lot of playing time or not. With the Pacers, we saw that last year. With T.J. Warren playing four games, Doug McDermott was pressed into the kind of service that you knew was going to make him a lot of money, and it did make him a lot of money. His career had stagnated three or four years ago. He came to Indianapolis, and he bounces out of Indianapolis a very, very wealthy man, and that's a good thing for Doug McDermott, who he really liked too. Wish he could come back. But in the absence of McDermott, 
they're going to rely on other guys who can shoot the basketball at a high level, and they got those guys, so uh, we'll see. And one of those guys is Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte we're going to be able to see in the Vegas Summer League. That's going to be a lot of fun. Isaiah Jackson as well, Goga Batadza. Uh, we talked to O'Shea Brissett yesterday and, and heard some things about Summer League. Kind of fun to watch basketball in August, and as you know, August is going to be a busy month for Indiana University basketball as they travel to Atlantis and they play in the Bahamas. Those games aren't going to be televised. I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch, but I'm going to find a way to watch because that is what we do. I don't care that it's August. If Indiana is putting on Indiana jerseys, I'm watching those games. I don't know how in the world I'll do it, but I'll find a way. You can bet on that. Tomorrow, Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, about 7 o'clock. I can't wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry.